Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, final hour of power here on a Tuesday. Again, we remember the life and the hits of Toby Keith, who passed away at the age of 62 uh, today. And also look ahead to Super Bowl 58. Joining us now from Radio Row in Las Vegas is Matthew Collar, who covers the Vikings uh, and as well has an excellent book out called Football is a Numbers Game, and it's all about the analytical rise in the NFL and specific to pro football focuses emergence. And Matthew joins us here on the BetQL guest hotline. Matthew, it's uh, Rick Doc Walker, uh, and I'm Chris Russell. Thank you for your time. How are you? I am doing good. It's always funny uh, to be in a place like Radio Row and watch people who aren't around NFL players very often realize how big NFL players are. So like <laughs> Andrew Whitworth walking by next to Anthony Munoz today and mm. everyone's just staring like, wait, that's how big they are? Yes, mm. folks, that's how big they are. Two, two pretty left tackles. Fun. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say two pretty damn good left yeah, tackles, two left right? tackles, and they're not active. No. Yeah, those guys haven't played in a few right. years. Yeah. yeah, Munoz might be – I mean, is Munoz the best one of all time? I, I Arguably. Ky- Kyle said Arguably. when they were here in Washington that mm-hmm. Trent Williams is the best left tackle of all time. So, um, actually, wh- why, don't we, why, don't we, why don't we do this? Uh, uh, Doc, because you played, and mm-hmm. obviously – Munoz, Trent Williams, or maybe Orlando Pace, and then uh, and, and then Matt will get your uh, opinion Lachey, on it as well. Jim yeah, Jim Lachey, Lachey too, too, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Chris Samuels. I mean, left tackle, a lot of them have been through here, which yeah. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's some real good ones. Matt, yeah. who do you think – I mean, is is it Trent Williams, the best left tackle of all time as we approach this game? So this, this is a good uh, transition into my area of expertise mm-hmm. here as offensive lineman because the way that we used to decide someone was the greatest offensive lineman – was we would just be like, who made the Pro Bowl? Mm-hmm. Because because it was very difficult to know who were the great uh, you know left tackles in the league, especially if there, you only saw them on national TV games and you had to take somebody's word for it. I, I would throw out you know Jackie Slater into that list as one of the sure, all-time right great uh, yeah, linemen right as well. Yeah. But but now we have ways to solve this discussion, right? We can actually look at numbers and, and say like, all right. Trent Williams's impact on an offense is obscene, like compared to even his peers, like his, his run blocking ability. We actually can look at numbers and say like, this is, this is what that's worth to be the best run blocker. Mm-hmm. Or look at this. The guy only allowed, you know, 10 pressures in a year where the average left tackle would allow 
35 or something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's one of the actually reasons that I got so interested in this subject um, was I was listening to Ross Tucker, a former lineman who I sure. actually did a radio hit with today. That, that was cool. Uh, but I was listening to him talk about how at first he was very dismissive of PFF and their data. And then the more he learned about it and how it was done and what it could tell you, the more he started to adopt it and believe in what it said in a lot of ways about offensive linemen. Now, that doesn't mean it's perfect, and we could talk about shortcomings, but it was interesting to hear a former player at first be like, no way, they can't tell me what to think. And then once he learned how it was done, be like, you know what? This is actually shining a lot of light on mm-hmm. a lot of great players in the NFL like Trent Williams. No, it's a great, great point, and, 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 and I'm glad you brought it up because that obviously segues us uh, into, you know, obviously what you chose to write about uh, in the book. And, and, and you know, um, I, I remember, you know, Matt, I know you've been covering teams for a long time. Uh, I think Buffalo uh, and Minnesota, if, if memory yep. serves me correct. Yeah. Um, uh, you, so, uh, you know, I, I've covered a number of teams, but most specifically, you know, the Redskins for a, a long time and now the Commanders and so on and so forth. And I've been in locker rooms and I, Trent Williams was here the first day, you know, the, I mean, I covered his, you know, emergence, you know, from the time he was a Mike and Kyle Shanahan draft pick. And I've seen good offensive linemen. I've seen bad. Uh, I was one of the first ones to kind of like, oh, wow, pro football focus. Um, this is pretty cool. Look at what they're doing. So you chose in football as a numbers game to kind of look at the rise, the prominence, the impact, the influence, and like you just described some of it, what did you learn along the way that maybe you didn't realize in terms of how significant not only analytics have become, which I think is inarguable, of course it's significant, but specific to PFF, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so one is the the very long journey that they took to acceptance of their data is mm-hmm. one. I mean, they sort of started out, and it was totally reasonable uh, when they first started out for people to be like, wait, who the hell yes. is doing these great? I remember that. Right. Matt, they, you know, they, they, right. not to jump in on you, there were players, and I'm sure yeah. there still are, there were players that literally, if you brought up PFF, they would <laughs> yes. just want to wrap their hands around your neck. I remember this as late as, I don't know, 2014, 25th, and I'm sure players still today are like that. I'm not in locker rooms as much, so I don't need to do that, but you know this, right? And they know this. Yeah, at first it was very shocking, and there were a lot of issues with the grading, which was mostly that uh, the founder of PFF, Neil Hornsby, and his friends were the one doing the grading. Mm-hmm. Now, he he never planned for uh, NFL players to want to fight him and his friends. Um, uh, it, was, it was actually just a project that they had started for fun. Uh, and that's kind of the, where the story, you know, takes off from the beginning is like he's, this, this guy never planned to create the most influential uh, analytics company in football. But what happened was the more that he got feedback from teams, he actually went on a training camp tour with Peter King, where he went to multiple training camps, talked to NFL players and executives and had them tell him their criticisms of the grading system and how they could make it better and how they could make it similar to what NFL teams are doing behind the scenes. So over the years, 
a lot of people came through and influenced this thing, including one of the greatest offensive line coaches in history, Paul Alexander, who was there in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And he worked closely with them for them to understand what assignments are and understand how someone should work a double team block up to the linebacker. Now that doesn't mean every single time out of a thousand it's correct, but it's a, it's very, very close in comparison to where it started because it's been shaped by the league. And I also Zach Robinson has helped me sell some books by getting hired as the offensive coordinator. (laughs) Uh, I have an entire chapter with Zach Robinson where he talked to me about his journey with PFF, where he came in and he looked at their, the way they were grading quarterbacks and coverages yep. and helps them understand like this, this would be a play that's a receiver's fault and not a quarterback. And this is, this is how you would evaluate this coverage versus, you know, what you're supposed to read. And right. again, there are twists and turns that teams throw in there. And sometimes somebody has an oblique type of moment where they try to help somebody else, but out of a thousand plays, like how many can we not identify? So they have, this huge booklet, basically, which I assume is online now, but initially was a book of all the different ways that you grade all these these plays. And they've created levels of this. So it's an initial grader and then a team that's usually former coaches or players um, that is cross-checking those grades. So by the time they get to you, and again, no one claims that this is an absolutely flawless system, but by the time they get to you, it is the farthest thing from random British guys watching mm-hmm. the game as, as what it used to be. So it's fascinating how it's grown, but the, it's grown like that because the NFL wanted it to, because the NFL is using all of its data, and they also wanted those guys to get as close as they could to correct with what they were telling the public. Yeah, Doc, before I t- turn it over to you, I mean, Matt just brought up, um, you know, uh, Zach Robinson, but remember Bobby Slowick Jr. You and I were yep. in that building almost every day. Bobby Slowick Jr. was like a, a, a fourth level defensive assistant. His dad was Mike Shanahan's right hand guy, despite not being the defensive coordinator. And yet, PFF Bobby, or after leaving here in Washington, <laughs> he went to PFF for a couple of years, and now he's going to be a head coach next year. But every team in the league was doing something very similar. Yeah, yeah. So this is not foreign. No, it needed to, now as it collaborates and gets comes together, it's almost like a natural process. Yes, maybe it wouldn't happen when it did, but it's an evolution. But every team was doing it on its own way, trying to get as smart as it could within mm-hmm. its own building. So this is not foreign. It really helps overall the game, but don't think everybody wasn't trying to do this on their own. Right. This right. is the beauty of it. It just helped everybody get smarter. Yeah. But everybody I, was trying to get smarter. The smarter teams were probably better. But this is what you were hoping to get to because everybody was. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Kind of doing this their own way. Matthew, is, is the overall point with analytics and the numbers explosion, whether it be PFF, Sumer Sports, uh, Football Outsiders, whatever, is A, yes, interpreting the data, but B, how you choose to use it. Is that what you kind of discovered as you went through this project? Oh, 100%. And you guys are exactly right when it comes to teams have always tried to get an edge in any way possible. Like This is a game of innovation. So Mm -hmm. sometimes where it's like, uh, oh, football people hate the numbers. It's like, no, I think at first football people wanted to uh, maybe understand, like, are these numbers helpful and accurate? So, I mean, even uh, in the book, uh, I talked to the Giants analytics person for many years who was hired by Bill Parcells and was the one who discovered PFF and eventually had Tom Coughlin coming into his office all the time saying, can PFF tell us this? Can they tell us this? And when people read that in the book, they go, wait, Tom Coughlin, like the most (laughs) old school coach, like, yes, old school coaches have to be innovative still in order to succeed. I mean, right. You can't just do the same thing over and over. Uh, But I think, you know, it, it is very much still in the phase of how you use it. So every team wants you to think that they are the most analytic team in the world, because that sounds great. And, but that doesn't necessarily just mean you like look at the numbers and then win the football. Right. I mean, it's like you have different analytics people. And I know Mm -hmm. in Washington, you just hired an analytics person there and you've got a new ownership that has put a lot of focus in this with the 76ers. Right. Mm So like, how they use the data to make decisions and interpret even their own results uh, is something that varies wildly from team to team. And sometimes the most analytic teams from the outside might not actually be the best at using them. And sometimes a team can have one or two analytics people, but they have the ear of the general manager and they you know, can help out in shaping some of these decisions. But I think that where it's really changed is two areas. I mean, one, that person has very much a seat at the table when it comes to the draft, when it comes to free agency, and they're giving their feedback just as the scouting department would on decisions. That's one area. And then it's just the amount of data you know, PFF was just the start of how much data they're yeah. providing. So now teams are trying to figure out what the hell do we do with this tracking data? Like, what are we getting? <laughs> and so you're seeing like all these hires, I think in part because people just want to understand how can I use it to succeed? I'll give you a quick example. Uh, this receiver at the senior bowl was the fastest top speed receiver. He also dropped every pass they threw him. So like it is, is there something there or is there not something there? like, how do you deal with this? Mm -hmm. The guy is clearly fast, but how do, how do we evaluate, you know, that data? Does it mean he's going to run that fast in real games against NFL players? You know? 
So it's it is was, was that uh, was that Devontae Walker, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we were. I, I knew you were a time. Yeah. No, it, you're you're absolutely right. And the Senior Bowl has been very progressive. Uh, obviously, in embracing all the analytics, as and you mentioned the the commanders hiring Eugene Shen, and everybody knows uh, Josh Harris. Here, here's my question, and I don't know if you uh, again covered this part in, in, in the book, uh, and it's called "Football Is a Numbers Game." It's available everywhere, a- Amazon.com. I put up the tweet from Matthew's uh, Twitter or X feed at Matthew Collar, uh, but just so everybody can see it, click on it, go order it. If you love the numbers, the analytics, all that stuff, uh, and uh, you know, certainly you should go and get your copy. Um, so I look at all of this stuff. I, I don't sometimes know how to process it, much like we were just talking about. Uh, but 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 here's here's a question that I had, and I don't know if you covered this or not. You know when like um, like the television broadcasts, and and we we see it in the the playoff games. They'll they'll put up you know on fourth and nine, the mm-hmm. the probability is to go for it or or whatever, forty eight percent of the time or whatever. Are they basing like next gen stats and what the networks do with any nuance and context? to be team specific or are they flashing those numbers up and just saying league wide without again, pointing this out league wide. If you're, I don't know, fourth and six or less, you should go for it. 68% of the time. Does that question make sense? I hope it does. Oh, absolutely. It does. And that's one of the things that is most evident about analytics for people to see in watching the game. Uh, I think that most of the analytics things that are happening in football are not as obvious as like teams not bunting anymore or something. You know what I mean? So like fourth downs is one of those things that can always be pointed to. And Radio Row was very angry at Dan Campbell. I found out (laughs) uh, these last couple of days. Uh, but, you know, those models initially were based on kind of like uh, win uh, or expected points added and, and how, you know, the percentage of chance that you make the field goal and things like that. But they have advanced like everything else, even those models, to include the team's strength as well. Now, that does that include if a left guard is playing with a bum leg and can't block on a tush-push of course it doesn't. I mean, does it does it factor in what it would mean if the team, you know, for its uh, feeling on the sideline, if they get it or if they fail on fourth down? No, 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 of course not. And I think the key part of the Dan Campbell thing is that the by the analytics, that was an exactly 50-50 coin flip, mm-hmm. go for it or field goal. Like, we don't know. The analytics can't give you every answer here. You're going to have to figure that one out. And what Dan Campbell did was what he – did all season what was their identity and it failed and it ruined their season and that's football sometimes and you know we can see going back where that game changed no question on that failed fourth down but I think that you know a lot of things it's a guideline it's not all the answers it's not like if you're talking about 0.1 percent being different okay so we've got to run this fourth down a thousand times to get one extra you know by the numbers like that's not that's not how it works. But but the thing is that teams were so bad at this ten years ago that it was they were missing out on huge percentages. You know, it's ten percent, twenty percent better to have punted or not punted or whatever. That has changed in part because now many coaches have somebody who's a numbers person who understands 
the data on the headset to give them their opinion. That doesn't mean they're going to do it all the time, right. but at least they're going to know, is this the smarter thing or not? My, my partner, Doc Walker here, uh, of course, won a Super Bowl with the Redskins, played in another Super Bowl, uh, and you worked. Yeah, you you were coached by Joe Gibbs, Doc, and, and Joe Bugle, and guys like that. Could you imagine if those guys, or were they using analytics in any sort of way, or would they basically curse analytics to the ground? If- Everybody's always used analytics in a different form. They've looked at it, but again, you can't determine whether or not a guy on third and one or so, who guy who benches three foot, one hundred and fifty pounds, mm-hmm. or whatever, and squats, whatever. Right. Has great leverage against the guys, man on man. That's probably never going to change in terms of leverage. And, and a guy who's a base blocker, right? Who can, who has great leverage. I think that's, that's to the naked eye and to what practice represents. But I think they've always had a way of figuring this out, not just in terms of mm-hmm. how we've done it to create this new job market. Yeah. So I think yeah, it's I think, marketing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, go I ahead, Matt. Gonna, I, no, I was just going to say that, like, it, the thing with um, analytics, it, it used to be quality control coaches, right? Where those yeah. guys, yeah. Right. Yeah. those poor guys that had to spend yeah. 18 hours tracking every third down and five, and now you can just yeah. call it up, yeah. connect it with, with all of the film. But I yeah. can't. Joe Gibbs was so innovative throughout his career, starting his career, I believe, with uh, Don Coryell. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I can't imagine that if he had been – around now that he'd be like no no numbers for me like what of course like all the greatest innovators in the league would want to know that doesn't mean they're going to follow them all the time but i imagine that everybody wants to understand what the math is saying about their decisions listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. No doubt about it. Uh, I know you uh, got to run it in a sec, uh, so we'll ask two quick things. One, a prediction for Super Bowl 58, and two, What's going on with my guy, Kirk Cousins? I mean, you know, I, I still claim him as my guy. Kirk and I are uh, very, uh, you know, very tight at one point. Uh, and and I'm like, is he coming back to Minnesota? Is he going to Atlanta? What do you think? Uh, if I were advising Kirk myself, I would suggest Atlanta. Because if you look at the Vikings roster, how many free agents they have, how many draft picks they have not hit on recently. Um, I don't think it's a position where he can win. And I think the biggest thing that Kirk wants or should want is not money because he's made a few bucks. Oh, yes. It's probably to shake the monkey off his back, as uh, Steve Young once said, uh, because everybody thinks that he can't win. And, uh, you know, I think it's difficult to win with Kirk Cousins. I think you have to have a great, great roster. But when you look at the NFC South and you look at the Atlanta Falcons, you got weapons, you got no contenders around you mm-hmm. in that division versus the Vikings. Do you want to play Jordan Love? Here comes Caleb Williams and uh, the Detroit Lions. Like the, To me, I, I think he should be looking for greener pastures a little bit and take one last shot at getting some playoff wins because it didn't really work out here in that way. Uh, as far as this Super Bowl, 
I will bet against Mahomes when he retires and puts on a gold jacket, and then I'll say he's probably not going to win it this year. And until then, I will pick him. Yeah. I, I, I screwed up last week in Baltimore. I I, I yep. thought, yeah, as much a respect as everybody has from Holmes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, I thought there's no way they can find a way to beat Baltimore and climb that I can't pick against them. I, I'm, I'm with you uh, totally. Uh, I wish we had more time. Uh, uh, look forward to reading the book uh, as soon as things calm down here because I'm really interested in this stuff. Glad uh, we could get you on. Again, it's called Football is a Numbers Game. Uh, inside the, the, of course, numbers explosion and the analytics explosion centered around pro football focus written by Matthew Collar. Again, it's available on Amazon.com. We put it up on uh, Twitter and X. Matthew, thank you so much. Have a great time the uh, rest of the week, okay? Yeah, great talking with you guys. Absolutely. Appreciate you. That's, uh, again, Matthew Collar with us here on the BetQL Guest Hotline, part of our big game coverage right here on the team 980 all week long we are telling you and getting you ready for Super Bowl 58 which you can hear by the way right here on the team 980 and the Odyssey app via Westwood one beginning at two o'clock this Sunday our big game coverage on the team 980 is presented by solo stove feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit solostove.com your final phone calls coming up dum dum of the day as well mm. in a flash on the team 980 and the Odyssey app We really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s It's better over here Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.